Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lori Montgomery and I am your host reading today. Uh, we are episode 25.2 and we are uh, in Romans chapter 5 and uh, we're going to continue uh, just reading some really good stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying this um, book tremendously. It's funny because I was uh, watching uh, Shadow Mountain Church yesterday and David Jeremiah was mentioning uh, reading your Bible and uh, he said don't I think we've mentioned this don't start in Leviticus because that's really uh, tough to read and trust me uh, it, it took a lot to get just one chapter at a time was uh, a lot so um, but anyway but he said you know he recommended uh, reading Romans which I think is very cool that he mentioned that as we're reading through Romans so a uh, couple of things I gotta apologize for first of all um, I completely dropped the ball on reading Proverbs the last couple of episodes so I do apologize I hope you've been keeping up with it because Proverbs has so much good stuff in it uh, uh, from Solomon so uh, I'm uh, going to go ahead and continue reading Proverbs one a day uh, until we're finished at the end of the month. So hang on a second. I'm going to take a drink real quick. And uh, the other thing um, I want to say is I think, I'm not sure if we talked about it, uh, Jeremiah and I, or not, but uh, if we didn't and I forgot to mention the movie that I had talked about on Thursday, it is called The last apostle it's about paul and his um well it's not directly about him it's more about the the archaeologist who is discovering all these different um archaeological finds over in turkey and um but he is a he's following paul's um ministry <clears throat> but it's really i thought i found it very interesting he's kind of like a modern day uh, Indiana Jones, but for like a biblical perspective. Um, so I, it seems to me that he's a Christian. Um, I, it's, I'm not sure who produced the movie or, you know, if it, if it was a Christian based, uh, production company or not, I have no idea. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. So it's on Amazon, um, prime. If you have Amazon, it's free. Um, but I thought it was cool. And by again, I'm not promoting Amazon or Amazon Prime. Uh, I just happened to have it and saw it and thought it was kind of cool to watch. So they have a lot of faith-based uh, movies on there. Uh, you got to kind of dig around and find them, but they are there, so which is kind of nice. Uh, so I'm not going to uh, ramble on anymore. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, start us out in prayer and uh and then we'll dive right into chapter five so <clears throat> let's pray holy and heavenly father if we come before your throne we are humbled by you we are in awe of you we magnify you we we are so grateful uh that you are our heavenly father and you watch over us and you take care of us we know that we can't do it um, everything is in your hands, Lord, and if we are living according to your will, uh, we know things uh, will be better for us. Not perfect, but they will be better. Um, we especially thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus. It's his sacrifice. It's his blood on the cross that was shed for us so that we can have eternal life because of the faith that we have 
in him as our Lord and Savior. So, Lord, I just am so thankful that you loved us so much that you sent your only one and only son for us. Lord, I'm uh, especially grateful for those out there that are listening and uh, following all these months, uh, working our way through the uh, New Testament one chapter at a time, just getting your word out into the world, Lord. I pray blessings over this ministry, over Jeremiah and I, and uh, Lord, I just ask you to continue to guide us, direct us, and if this is going to flourish, then we are thankful that that is part of your will. I'm, I'm hoping that that's what it is. I'm just going to keep doing it until I hear otherwise. Uh, but thank you for those that are listening and paying attention and reading with us. Lord, it's a journey, and uh, I'm just grateful that I get to do this with them, wherever they are in the world. Uh, Lord, bless this time. Uh, clear our minds and our hearts and uh, empty us of ourselves and, and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with your word, your guidance, your direction. I pray blessings over all of our families, our finances, um, our health. Uh, uh, Lord, the, the country is kind of in a, a pickle right now, and I pray over our country. We pray over the Ukraine, Lord, those that are uh, caught up in the war over there. I pray for an end to it. I pray, well, first and foremost, I pray Putin gets his, you know, clears his head and starts thinking straight. Uh, and uh, Lord, you are that person. You're the only one who can actually swoop in and do anything. So Lord, if that's your will, I pray that that is uh, your will be done. Lord, again, thank you for this time in your word and uh, reveal to us exactly what it is that you want us to understand through your word. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right. Whew. Okay, so that was a lot. I had a lot of stuff to say. And trust me, I can go on for a really long time with prayers. So, All right, so episode 25.2, <clears throat> and this is chapter 5 of Romans. Faith brings joy. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God's with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with, her, with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son while we were still his enemies, we will, we will certainly 
be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Adam and Christ contrasted. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world into the world. Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it was not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Still, everyone died. From the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did, now Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who was yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through the other man, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of that one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us, right, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> well, this is all about, to me, it's about grace and God's magnificent grace. So I highlighted a whole bunch. I'll try not to, um, you know go too lengthy on this, but uh, let me go back real quick because I remember saying to Jeremiah that I was going to see how many times uh, the word faith was used in chapter four, and it looks like it was about 13 times that it was uh, repeated. So faith obviously is huge. Uh, I was just talking with my girlfriend today when we did uh, our Old Testament chapter, and she was saying that um, Greater are those, I can't remember the exact, I'm paraphrasing the, uh, the Bible verse, and I don't know where it comes from, uh, but um, greater are those, or blessed are those who have not seen, I think it was when he was talking to Thomas, maybe, when uh, Jesus was talking to Thomas, doubting Thomas, and he says, blessed, blessed are those who have not seen me, but yet have faith. You know, he's talking about all of those people after he died, after all this has been said and done, after all these ministries, you know, years and years later, those of us who are believers uh, are blessed because we, we've never gotten to see Jesus, but yet we believe that he, you know, died on the cross for our sins. And that's what that's all about. So, okay.
And faith is mentioned a few times in this chapter as well. I started to circle it and then I figured that would just not, I don't know. Not that it's not important, but uh, I just, I think we got the point. Faith is pretty important. Um, so it starts off with, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus our Lord has done. We Peace. I mean, who doesn't want peace in their life? Oh my gosh. I know I do. Uh, because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege. Undeserved. We don't we don't deserve it. You know, we didn't earn it. Uh, privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Oh my goodness, that is just whew, that's just amazing, right? We are confident and joyful that one day we are going to be in God's glory because of our faith in Jesus Christ. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Um, and then we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us uh, develop endurance, which is true. We, we should be thankful for the trials and tribulations. Uh, we should always praise God in the middle of the storm, um, to quote a song, I think. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For now, for no, for we know how dearly God loves us, because He sent the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Uh, Jeremiah said it again. David, Doctor Jeremiah said the same thing. He said, and this goes back to when Sharon was telling me about uh, what. Uh, I think it was uh, Percy Stone, I think that, yeah, was talking about how we are born, and D Dr. Jeremiah said the same thing, we are born with a space in our heart. There's an empty space in our heart that can only be filled with Jesus. Just like the little toy where you put the blocks into and, you know, the, with the kids, with the hearts and the diamonds, same thing. You can only fit the heart into the heart, the diamond into the diamond, and you know what? Jesus is the only thing that fits into our hearts. And you can't fill it with anything else. You can't fill it with video games or TV or uh, your computer or your phone or whatever other distractions there are. Food, um, sex, you know, there's so many things that people want to fill the, in their, the void in their heart. But you know what? Jesus is the only thing that can fit in your heart in that space. So, uh, so the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Uh, when we are, uh, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. And this, I put a little note in there. This is God's time. He came exactly at the time when God wanted him to come. That's the bottom line. It's all in God's time. It's in, it's his will and it's his time. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, which is true. Who do, who wants to die for somebody who's not a good person? Uh, though some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ. He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Yeah, I mean, if, if God saved us through Christ while we were still sinners, so of course he's going to save us from condemnation. And then at the very end, uh, we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. He wants us to be friends, a relationship. That's what he's looking for. 
God's looking for a relationship with us. And, you know, the only way you can get it is by reading more and more in your Bible, any Bible, you know, whatever Bible you feel comfortable in, just start reading it. Uh, because, you know, this is how you find out who God really is. And man, he is just packed with stuff in here. So then it goes on to uh, Adam and Christ uh, contrasted, obviously big contrast. You know, you've got Adam who sinned uh, and brought us all down. And then you've got Christ who lifts us up through his sacrifice. So when Adam sinned, sin entered the world, Adam's sin brought death. So death spread to everyone for everyone sinned. Um, it wasn't considered sin because there was not yet any law to break, which I thought was uh, an interesting notation there. Um, still, everyone died from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even those who did not disobey an explicit commandment of God as Adam did. Now, Adam is a symbol, a representation of Christ who is yet to come. But there is a great difference between Adam's sin and God's great and God's gracious gift. The sin of this one man, Adam, brought us all down, right? Brought us to death. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other man, Jesus Christ. Complete, it's like black and white, right? For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift, it's a free gift. He doesn't force it on you. He doesn't push himself on you. He never will. Um, for, uh, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. Even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness for all who receive it. You have to receive it. You have to open up the present. Uh, it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I highlighted like 90% of this chapter. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Um, and then going down into 20, as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I mean, that's just amazing stuff. Just amazing, right? We, we receive eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to you have to receive the gift that God has given you. Just like it says, what was it? Chapter, uh, verse 17. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death. You will have eternal life. You have to receive it. Eternal life through Jesus Christ. So, before we read Proverbs, I am going to, because I am on fire here. All right. So, sorry. I just, it just... I'm so excited over this whole book. It's just, it's exciting to me. Um, I'm going to lead you in the prayer. If you have not received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have not put your faith in Jesus to receive eternal life, this is your moment. This is your time. Not a, not a magic prayer. It's I'm not magic. I'm not anybody special. I'm just going to lead you in the prayer. You have to receive it in your heart. You have to fill that space with Jesus. And, uh, 
I don't mean to get like on a pulpit or anything like that. It just, this excites me that we are uh, able to do this. And, you know, Jeremiah said the same thing the other day. We're just so excited that we get to read the word of God into the world one chapter at a time. I mean, that's all you need is one chapter a day. I'm just hoping I get to finish it before I die. That's that's what I hope. So, you know, see what God says about that. Um, anyway, all right. So let's say the prayer. Um, and if you're a believer, just say it to reaffirm uh, that you are a believer in Christ and that you uh, fully are expecting eternal life because that's what he promised us. Heavenly Father, holy, holy God, we love you so much. We thank you so much for all that you do for us. Today, I put my trust in you and in Jesus Christ. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus Christ. It's his perfect, spotless blood that covers all of our sins, past, present, and future. Lord, on this day, I put my trust in him. I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I am so grateful that he died on the cross for me. I will live my life for you. I accept him into my heart in that space that only he can fill. Thank you for my salvation, Lord, and I thank you for the gift of eternal life in heaven with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, I'm telling you, if you said that prayer for the first time, you should be feeling like on top of the world right now. It's a new day. It's a new life. It's a new moment. Congratulations. This is this is your new life in Christ. Mark it in your Bible that today was the day. I don't know what day you're listening to this, but um, I just pray that you receive Christ into your heart, into your life, and you will start living it for him. Uh, we encourage you to get to a church, a pastor, uh, if there's somebody you know who's been praying for you to, to become a believer in Christ, then I I'm, encourage you to go tell them. And this is a celebration. So get involved. Uh, join a ministry. Uh, start a ministry. Um, uh, volunteer at your church. You know, all you, if, you, if you like people, become a greeter. You know, they always need people out there greeting people with a you know, friendly smile and, you know, a good heart. Uh there's so many places in a church that they, many churches, I don't know if all churches, but what I understand is that there is a very small percentage of the church congregation who actually volunteers. You know, if more people volunteered, uh, it would lessen uh, the expenses on the church on a whole. And those funds could be used for other uh, things, you know, missions or whatever. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I'm just... Uh, I'm just thankful that uh, if you did say the prayer that you are going to be in heaven and uh, it's a blessing. So, so congratulations. And uh, I'm just glad that uh, I was able to say that prayer for you today. So we are going to read Proverbs 21 today because today is March 21st. Uh, we're about know, a couple of weeks out from Easter. <clears throat> Easter's rather late this year. So I'm going to take a sip of drink here first. It's a little bit of peach peach mango tea. All right. 
The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. The Lord is more pleased when we do what is right and just than when we offer him sacrifices. Haughty eyes, haughty eyes, a proud heart, and evil actions are all in sin. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Oh, that's interesting. Wealth created by a lying tongue is a vanishing mist and a deadly trap. Mm. The violence of the wicked sweeps them away because they refuse to do what is just. The guilty walk a crooked path. The innocent travel a straight road. It's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. Hmm. Evil people desire evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. If you punish a mocker, the simple-minded become wise. If you instruct the wise, they will be all the wiser. The righteous one knows what is going on in the homes of the wicked. He will bring disaster on them. Those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. Hmm, that's interesting. A secret gift calms anger. A bribe under the table pacifies fury. Justice is a joy to the godly, but it terrifies evildoers. The person who strays from common sense will end up in the company of the dead. Those who love pleasure become poor. Those who love wine and luxury will never be rich. Hmm. The wicked are punished in place of the godly and traitors in place of the honest. It's better to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome complaining wife. Wow. The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. The wise conquer the city of the strong and level the fortress in which they trust. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. Dr. Jeremiah was talking about that. Mockers are proud and haughty. They act with boundless arrogance. Despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin, for their hands refuse to work. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. The sacrifice of an evil person is detestable, especially when it is offered with wrong motives. A false witness will be cut off, but a credible witness will be allowed to speak. The wicked bluff their way through, but the virtuous think before they act. No human wisdom or understanding or plan can stand against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Hmm. All right, that's it. Chapter 21. All right. Well, thank you again for joining me today. And um, just really good stuff. And get out there and live for the Lord. That's all I can say. Uh, enjoy your day. God bless you. Uh, if it's your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is that you are getting a, uh, able to listen to this, um, I pray blessings over you always. And uh, I will see you tomorrow because I will be here. All right. See you tomorrow.